You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we'll listen to a panel on the glaciers of the Third Pole region and the consequences of their melting for Japan. The panelists are Pema Kiamcho, Director General of ICMOD, Rajesh Batur Tapa, Senior Remote Sensing and Geo Information Specialist at ICMOD, and Hiteseka Kuchi, President of the Ocean Policy Research Institute and Executive Director of the Sasakawa Peace Foundation, Japan. This event originally took place at the 2023 Arctic Circle Japan Forum. At the really beginning of the opening uh, ceremony yesterday, uh, Chairman of the Arctic Circle, uh, Mr. Grimson, explained uh, prior to this Japan Forum, Abu Dhabi Forum uh, was held uh, in January, and the main theme of the Abu Dhabi Forum uh, was the third pole issue. And then we learned a lot, and then I myself learned a lot, and uh, I really, you know, felt the necessity to set up some sort of a good mechanism to support the program of uh, third pole issues. And uh, immediately, we, Saska Peace Foundation, started to think about, together with the Nippon Foundation, to do something, you know, uh, for, for this uh, problem. Because uh, it's not just a glacier melting issues, but uh, it will affect 1.9 billion people who depend on the water around Hindu Kush uh, Himalayan area, and which all melting or flood and together with some other uh, disaster happened. So we're going to lose lots of lots of, you know, of people around there. So it's a big issue and uh, at, at a sort of humanitarian aid we, we need. And that's why I asked uh, Pema to come to Japan to speak out this program as much as possible to let many people know this program and also let especially the media take these uh, issues, and, and then we can more and more, you know, collect the, uh, the, the, the opinion and also uh, help support uh, for this issue. That's the reason uh, we set up this uh, session to, today. So, uh, Pema, could you please start, yeah, presentation? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and I would like to start by acknowledging uh, President Grimson, the chair of the Arctic Circle, and Dr. Uh, Saguguchi, for getting me here and getting us here, my, me and my colleague, uh, Dr. Rajesh Thapa from the International Center for Integrated Mountain Development. So we are there to serve the mountains and the mountain people. Uh, the International Center for Integrated Mountain Development has eight regional member countries, and we work with our member countries to look at the issues that the mountain people are facing and the mountain environment is facing in the Hindu Kush Himalayas. As you can see, we have eight member countries with very diverse range of conditions, range of socioeconomic uh, and ecological conditions. So why is it called the third pole? I think this is the message I would like to convey to you that the third pole probably is called perhaps uh, the central pole. You have the North Pole, South Pole, and the Central Pole, and the Central Pole is very, very important. It has the largest ice mass outside of the two poles, 54,000 glaciers, 60,000 square kilometer of ice, that is around 6,000 cubic 
kilometer of ice reserve. So that is huge. So this is a global asset, as Dr. Saguguchi mentioned. It supports the livelihood of close to two billion people. That is one fourth of humanity, particularly water, the ecosystem services that it provides for food, for energy, for industries. So it's the source of 10 of Asia's major river systems. You name it, Ganges, the Brahmaputra, the Indus. So all these rivers are transboundary in nature. So it is very, very important for our eight countries, eight member countries to work together to ensure that the glaciers keep feeding these rivers so that the rivers can keep supporting these two billion people living in the mountains as well as downstream. Now, what is our role? How does ECMOD work? We have one foot in research and one foot in development. So the conversations that have been going on, science to policy and practice. So we try to gather evidence-based information and good practices, solutions, and try to take it to the policymakers and to the practitioners. Our role is to facilitate exchange of knowledge and uh, information. Also, as a neutral convener, we are very pleased that our scientists and policymakers from India, China, Pakistan, otherwise a very difficult geopolitical region could still come together and talk to each other, talk with each other, work with each other, and find common solutions. So as I said, our focus is on environmental issues, but with socioeconomic implications. So we are now looking at climate change, we are looking at biodiversity loss, we are looking at ecosystem dis uh, degradation, water risk, and air pollution. So, again, this was something inspired by President Grimson way back in 2013. He's not only a champion of the Arctic Circle, but also an inspiration to the Hindu Kush Himalayan region. So, based on his recommendation, we carried out this comprehensive assessment of the Hindu Kush Himalayan and brought this report in 2019. So, the key recommendations, the key findings from this is that the Himalayas, the Hindu Kush Himalayas, because of the elevation, is going to heat up much faster and everything is going to happen here before anywhere else because of the elevation. So even if the world manages to keep the temperatures below 1.5 degrees Celsius, it's not going to happen in the Hindu Kush Himalayan region. It's going to be much hotter. So this is a typical example of what is happening to the glaciers up there. You can see this in 1923 and uh, in 2007 the glaciers have retreated by 100 meters. So this is happening across the Hindu Kush Himalayas, except in the western part, where we have this Karakoram anomaly, where it is actually expanding. So the consequences is more and more disasters, and one third of these disasters are in the form of floods. I will not elaborate too much on this. My colleague will uh, dwell on it a little more. So the key recommendations from this assessment is that, above all, we need regional cooperation. Cooperation among our member countries, but also with re other regions and globally. And we need to work together if we are to keep the temperatures below 1.5 degrees Celsius, if we are to protect the ecosystems, and if we are to achieve the sustainable development goals. And we are very optimistic 
that our regional member countries have shown the appetite to come and work together. So there has been an agreement. A declaration was signed in 2020, October, to look at the possibility of perhaps working something like the Arctic Circle, the Arctic Council, and see how we can enhance cooperation. So this is a declaration signed by all our eight member countries. Now we have come up with a new strategy, a new medium-term action plan. I will not elaborate too much on this because of the time. But our vision is to go for a greener, more inclusive and climate-resilient Hindukush Himalayas. And we have organized ourselves in such a way that we would be able to tell you after 10 years or after uh, six years, I would say, what is happening to the Hindukush Himalayan glaciers, what is happening to the 10 major river systems, what is happening to the ecosystems, what is happening to the livelihood of the people living in the Hindukush Himalayas. So we considered this region, the place with the highest mountain ranges in the world, as the pulse of the planet. And there is urgent need to protect the pulse because what happens in the Himalayas, what happens in the Hindu Kush, what happens in the high mountains doesn't stop there. As yesterday someone I heard, what happens in the Arctic doesn't stop there. It affects the rest of the world. Uh, you might even expect a human tsunami. Where would the two billion people go? Maybe to Norway, maybe to Sweden, to the US. So I think the consequences are global. The impact is up there in the third pole. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, next, uh, Raja uh, Bahadur Atapa, Senior Remote Sensing and Geo-Information Specialist, ISIMOD, will explain more precisely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> this is very first time for me to attend this uh, conference. And um, I got the message from these sessions from yesterday and today that we all live in one world and land and oceans are interconnected. So the things happens in Arctic, it's not confine, confined within the circle, it goes beyond. So I think that also applies to Hindukush Himalaya region that uh, Pema already uh, presented. So that gives me the context that I can skip many of these slides, because a lot of scientific discussions were there in the morning and also yesterday. <coughs> Let me confine in the, in the mountain. I'm, all, I'm from Tharpol and uh, grew up in the bed of Everest, drinking very high quality water. But the high quality water is not no more there now. And these, the, all the international negotiations and all the international reports says that the mountains are more, more highly vulnerable place in this world. And uh, <clears throat> the EC mode published this HKH assessment report that I, we already introduced with you. And then what we see that the, if we think of 1.5 degrees centigrade uh, scenario, then one third of the glacier will be gone by 21st century, but that is not the case. In the current scenario, the glacier will not be there. Only two-thirds of the glaciers will be, will be going. 
away. So there are a lot of challenges, a lot of issues in there. We also hear a lot of challenges also there in Arctic during this conference. There are a lot of progress also made and a lot of commitments also there, including research vessels development by Japan and also continuing the research uh, contribution from China and Korea. We have heard a lot of things today. And if we look at this scenario, then the, we can estimate, we collected all the data, we processed those data using satellite earth observations as well as from the field. Then we come up with this, that the indifferent location of Indukus Himalaya are facing this glacier melting in, in, in different volume. So this is one example of that mapping that we performed and then we monitor, we also, we also compile all those informations, data, and now making all those data publicly available for others to use. So not only melting the glacier, but that also create this, this lake, glacial lake, which brings a lot of disasters in, in, in our Himalayan regions. So this is, uh, the, uh, these are the status of glacier lake which are, there are, we identified 47 lakes are potentially danger in place. So there are 3,624 glaciers we identified through the mapping process. And this region is monsoon climate dominated. That brings a lot of things there. In some place, there are a lot of drought, and some place, a lot of water. That brings a lot of floods there. We also projected these uh, extremes, floodings in, in the rivers in Himalayas, then we identified that the, by 21st century, the, there is a different density of these extreme floods will be happening. A lot of flood events were recorded in different countries in Hindukus Himalayan, that is more regional member countries. And then this is a very recent one. Many, many of you maybe still remember this Samoli flood which happens in February 2021. We supported uh, to the early response to that flood by the assessment. And then there is a Melamchi flood also happened, which is cascading disaster. It's a multi-hazard approach. So we need to think of it. There are many other issues will we'll bring the, from those disasters. Then the Pakistan flood is very recent one. We also responded provided the loss and damage assessment, statistics and reports there to support Pakistan government. Hinduka Himalayan region also facing drought there in some parts. We developed some tools, decent support tools that can support the, the government of the, uh, the country to, to, to identify the drought area. Then there are also active fires happening in, in, the, in our regions. So, we also provide uh, the, the data, whatever data we have collected, and then process the informations. Those are also available through our repository systems. It's accessible. And then, so we also collect this Chrysphere uh, permanent monitoring there, and we collect, uh, uh, we, we, we go there uh, uh, in, in the field to collect the data, and also available those data for wider users. And we have weather, we develop weather monitoring uh, assessment 
uh, tools that provides a lot of information on, on temperature, rainfall, lightning, uh, supercellistrum plots for the for Indo-Kashimali regions, so that people, uh, the country will take those things. So let me stop here this uh, this presentations, but with the message that that I want to bring in this presentation is we need to work together with regional focus, solution-driven, evidence-based research, co-development of tools and services, capability distancing of the stakeholders in the regions, and also we need to advocate the issues and solutions in regional and global forum. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, since uh, we are limited to have a 15 minutes uh, session, but uh, still this clock shows 15 minutes left. I I'm not sure, you know, what happened. But uh, anyway, uh, please keep it in mind, the world term ISIMOD and also 1.9 billion people will be suffered with the same problem of Arctic uh, ice melt, glacier melt, and common topic. And... Uh, but if we lost 1.9 billion people, that is a real disaster which will affect globally. So uh, please think about this problem is really serious and start taking action. I promise you, we Saska Peace Foundation will start taking action for this problem. Thank you very much.